This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the twinkling little dancing machine, Justin Waddell. How's it going, Justin? I'm, I'm pretty good. Thanks for calling me a dancing machine. Well, you're welcome. You're killing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have been dan- I have been dancing a little bit during lockdown. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I learned the, what do they call it? What is country line dancing? Yeah. Been doing that by myself. That's better than doing it with a bunch of people like mm-hmm. country music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Uh, I learned. I taught. I taught, I've been teaching a new dance to people. Yeah, it's called the COVID dodge. <laughs> it's not working. Are you a bad teacher or no? I don't. I haven't caused COVID in anybody. Well, you have. You certainly haven't caught COVID that you know. Right. Okay. Did you ever get an anti antibody test or anything? No. That tells you maybe that you had it. No. I mean, and you never got a COVID test. Period. Right. Right. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but you how so you have you okay, just to stay on the subject, are you a dancer? Have you danced? I I think dancing is one of my least favorite things in history. Okay. But no I mean I used to dance uh to Greece when I was a young individual. And then in <laughs> high school, me and a couple of friends would play A C D C music and dance on my bed. Whoa. <laughs> in yeah. high school? Yeah, I have video of this. Yeah. And you guys would just rock out because the bed was bouncy or? I think it was just, we were young and frivolous. One of us, it was me, my buddy and and this girl who was a little tiny thing. So she could jump up or down and nobody caused damage. Hmm. You know. Is this, this happened like at a sleepover or was it just during the after school? It was just hanging out, playing, playing music and dancing on the bed and rocking out. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't understand it. I don't, I still don't understand it. Yeah. Who is that person? I hate him. <sighs> My mom used to try to get me to dance. She used to try to teach me to dance. And I would always get embarrassed. She's yeah. trying to teach me a skill yeah. that would serve me uh, later in life. And I, I would re- rejected it. So I was never a, a good dancer, sadly. Yeah, nor I. And I, yeah. I, I really, I hate seeing people dance. It, it gets me grumpy. Mm. So, you know. I don't mind seeing people dance. I don't need it. There's some dancing at the end of the movie we're doing today, a little bit. Yep, yep. And uh, there's some dancing between the Emperor and uh, Luke. <laughs> Am I wrong? Did I watch it wrong? <laughs> no, I think you 
he definitely could put it that way. Yeah. Um, uh, Luke's got two left feet in those scenes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anakin does too. They're in their fucking lava. <laughs> um, that's that's Return of the Jedi that we're talking about. That's the movie that we're doing today. That's right. We've been uh, we've been combing through all the responses to the last couple episodes, and uh, it's been really enriching. <laughs> I've been, um, it, it motivates us. It's it, it gets us to the point where like let's let's make a let's make huge uh, chunks of time. Uh, that we could be doing other things. Let's make those chunks of time into something that the listeners obviously appreciate. Uh, well, they maybe people listen to it, but they just don't comment. You may be afraid to define such a piece of work That's with right. words, you know, like frame it in such a way that, you know what I'm talking about? Maybe it's a scary to them. It's like yeah. almost trying to write about Everest. For it, it, it's like when you're at, you know, you're at the food court at Arby's, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in line and you look behind you and the fucking Pope is standing there. <laughs> you want to genuflect, but you're mm-hmm. so, I mean, your body locks up. You get that, you know, sleep paranoia or whatever they call that. What do they call that? Sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. But you're awake and you can't move because it's the fucking Pope at Arby's. You know, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. what it's sort of like. Like they they, they want to comment, but but we're, we're the Arby's in this in this analogy. We are? Yeah. Who's the Pope? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the Pope, uh, why do you, what do you think he'd order at Arby's? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, cover up? I don't know. But um, <laughs> I, we kind of are the Arby's of uh, religious icons. I think we could probably. Yeah. Yeah. Not the Arby's of podcasts, but the Arby's of religious icons? Yeah. We okay. are to religion as Arby's is to the Vatican. Yeah. yeah, I think that's airtight. I follow it. Yeah, yeah. When's the last time you hit Arby's? By the way, I I, tr- I mean maybe a couple of years ago. That stuff really it, it puts me under. Yeah, last week for me. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, hope you're doing well. This is a big one. The last of the original trilogy. We'll be taking a break from the Star Wars saga for a while. To some of your chagrin and to some of your delight get back into the groove but we're gonna take a a next the next thing we're gonna do a whole different sci-fi epic yeah the next movie we're doing yeah yeah we're gonna finally do something a lot a lot of people have seen but guys if you don't know what the movie microscope is it's important that we tell you about it it's a show where we zoom in we watch a film with a set of absolutely ravaged eyes and we we smear various viscous substances all over our bodies and then writhe until inspiration strikes in the form of a microcosm we then roll around on the top of each other and then and then we we figure out uh, why and then we bashfully walk to the corners and decide what makes or breaks in, in a movie that had nothing to do with that activity <laughs> so if we were talking about the dark wind we wouldn't be talking about the scene where lou diamond phillips squats out a miracle <laughs> You'd be talking about the little moments. <laughs> I can't even picture the dark wind. What is this? What's the dark it's, wind? It's a Lou Diamond Philip horror flick that he did in the 90s. He did several. And I remember like the first something, the first, he did something like that. I remember he did, that. He did the first power. First power. Yep. He did bats. Um, La Bamba. Yep. Another horror. Exactly. Happy ending. Um, but what 
I don't remember. Do you remember anything about the Dark Wind? Uh, I think he played an Indian in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's probably some sort of an, uh, a Native American uh, spiritual force at play. I could only assume because that's sort of his wheelhouse. Yeah. You know. Um, do you think his? Do you think Diamond is a stage name? Like, you think he threw that in there for like? I'm gonna I'm gonna call myself Lou Diamond Phillips, or is that something that he was uh, thusly named? By his parents. That's a great question. Um, because it changes my if if his parents bestowed that on him, okay. But if he if he decided to go into show business with that name, it changes things for me a little bit. Well, the funny thing it changes is, my outlook and my attitude towards him. It changes my outlook as well. Um, makes me makes me stand so much harder. But I have to tell you, um, if his name was Lou Phillips. <laughs> Of course. Okay. <laughs> we gotta get to the to the bottom of this mystery. I wonder what Wikipedia has anything to say about it. It's amazing how smart he is having put that diamond in there if you think about it. I mean like You're right. Good on him. You think he goes by his middle name for to his friends? Oh I bet. Uh, assuming he has friends. Um, What's Diamond doing this weekend? <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So <sighs> Tell me about your experience seeing Return of the Jedi for the first time. I mean, that was so excited. My one big take, I remember being annoyed at the Lando attacking the Death Star scene for some reason. I think as it took us away from probably from the Luke stuff and from the Hanalea stuff. So I was annoyed by that C plot or whatever. But watching it this time, I love it. So when I was a kid, I think I just I wanted only probably Luke Skywalker stuff. Yeah, it's great space battle, though. Epic. It is. And they did they amp it up for this? I'm sure, Lucas? I hope not. I don't know. But yeah. it also it's also the film where they do the most cross cutting between storylines that and that's the, the best thing about this film really is that cross cutting. Yeah, which I think I didn't like it first. Yeah. I saw that it at uh, Brandon Square in uh in, in Roswell, Georgia. Uh, I remember standing in line, it was a, like a one o'clock showing. I had skipped school. I think it might have been summertime, actually. I remember I, I was, I felt guilty. Like there was something, my parents had done something. My dad took me and there was some, something that felt illicit about it. Like we were doing something uh, that, that we were, that was taboo. So maybe, maybe it was school. Maybe it wasn't. Either way, what a day. I had read the James Con novelization <laughs> by that point. Um, yeah. And I had gone to record conventions to find out spoilers and secrets and all that stuff. I remember that I had... Because back then, you'd before Comic Con type stuff, you'd go to record shows for your geeky right. shit. And I just remember I, I was completely up to date with what was going on and just soaked it all in. You know, I remember watching, <clears throat> like again, like for Empire, they had like probably Entertainment Tonight or something had like uh, footage from the um, Jabba, whatever they call those little ships that they were on, where Sail Luke bars. starts 
Sail barges. Sail barge was his. The skiffs were the smaller ones. And so, uh, you know, they had footage from that stuff. But I didn't know. Like, I was not. You were already trying to find out information. You read the novelizations mm-hmm. before you saw the movie. Yeah. So you knew it was going to happen. I did. I did. So I, I, I never. Like, I ne- that would never have occurred to me, and I don't think I would have wanted it to be ruined. And it makes know? me wonder. There's no way they would have released those books before the movie came out. It was a paper. It's not guy. true. Maybe they changed that. I guess they must have changed that policy later. Yeah, because maybe they just figured most people weren't interested, and then you know they they get the money from the people that were, but there was nothing else. No one's really like sharing spoilers on the yeah, internet. Yeah, but that's, they then. filmed that. They filmed this under a fake name. There was you know by yeah. this time Star Wars was so huge. Uh, I mean, maybe my memory is not as accurate, but I do remember right. reading the living fuck out of that book. It was tattered. Yeah, it was a tattered original. Copy. The fake name was Blue Harvest. Right. Is that right? Which was also Star Wars, the first one, which, you know, the kind of running joke about it. I remember the Empire novelization was awful. Don- this one was Donald one was F. Good. Glut. And I remember it was dense as shit and it had no, no, uh, no passion. This one read like a house on fire. You loved it. I did. And do you, did you love the movie? Of course. Yeah, I mean... Because I think... Wasn't it considered out of the three to be the worst one as soon as it came out? Like, do you remember it's what people thought of it? I think, they lo- honestly... Was it satisfying? Yeah, yeah, I think it was probably the birth of toxic fandom in some respects because, mm-hmm. you know, there was no getting around the fact that that movie meant everything. You know, people were... Right. There was nobody who wasn't going to see it. It was, you know, except for Freddie Mercury. Um, and it was just... He remember? Uh-uh. He said that line that I don't like Star Wars and and that song in it. Remember? No. There's a Queen song. Was it? It's oh, bicycle, bicycle race on bicycle okay. race. And I hated Queen. I was a huge Queen fan, and then he said that in a Queen song, and I hated them for about a decade because he said he doesn't <laughs> like Star Wars. Um, but I never heard that. Yeah. So he's like Alec Guinness. He's like Alec Guinness. Except Freddie Mercury didn't get paid serious dough to be a part of something that he loathed. That's true. No, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe people were were negative about it. I couldn't, I couldn't have enough of it, and it was the absolute first bootleg uh, tape I ever got. Really? Where'd you get it? I have shady family members, like up up, up north. A lot of a lot of shady shit going on up there. Right. And I remember my cousin had. Uh, he was basically the guy. Shit falling off of, of you know trucks and stuff. And I had a, a VHS of Return of the Jedi weeks after the movie came out. Weeks. Weeks. Was it was it good quality? No, no. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, you know. No, it doesn't. Did you wear it out? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what you know. I'm sure I just saw it once or twice. I wish I would have. You know, I didn't see many movies twice back then. And you, you. It seemed like that was kind of a standard for you. I lived in theaters. Yeah, I, I really did. Yeah. I remember the first R-rated movie yeah. I ever saw was Excalibur in the theater. And I remember seeing that multiple times. Didn't they have like a PG version of that? No, I don't think. I think that they. I think that they did. I think that they had like a clean version of it or something. Well, no, it's not the one I saw. <laughs> but uh, yeah, originally, no, yeah, that, that was that was a golden time for seeing movies multiple times because you didn't have, you know, how many channels were available. Uh, this movie was as you know, people know the history, they know all the trivia. Yet, I was still blindsided by the trivia because i don't know i never dug too deep into star wars trivia even though i love the series so i didn't know that david lynch had been offered and cronenberg uh, and cronenberg and they had considered donner spielberg and even carpenter i think 
They threw everybody's name in there. So <laughs> let's talk about the movie. This is, obviously, we ended the last movie with uh, a lot of things in turmoil. Mr. Han Solo had been frozen. Luke lost a fist. Uh, you know, Lando's in the fold. Chewbacca has uh, completely upgraded to the debutante hair for the entirety of this film. <laughs> you know, a lot going on. I, you know, this movie, even when I watched this when I was a kid, I was just like, of course, it's going to start off with the rescue of Han Solo. That is, it writes itself. Like, that's how you start this movie off. It, you have it, to start with but that. But it starts it, off even better than that. With with, it, with, with Darth yeah. arriving? Yeah. yeah, of course. That scene is so good. Into the into the uh, still being constructed Death Star. The new right. Death Star. And, 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 and a very rare moment of sort of humor from Darth Vader, which I love. What's he say? The Emperor is not as forgiving as I am. Yeah, I have that written down too. It's so sarcastic and sweet. I know, because he because here's the thing. Not a forgiving man. <laughs> I don't know if that occurred to you. Um but you're right. Well, he's it, all it, forgiven a choke on somebody. <laughs> but it does, you're right. It does um he does it does start off with the baddies and the and the baddie music. Mm-hmm. Great and Imperial March. It does it doesn't it, want to, it wants to give you that sour before it gives you that sweet, Nick. Yeah. You know? And when does that happen? Ever? It does, man. As soon as the droids are rolling through the desert, it harkens back to the to the original one. You caught that. <laughs> They're even back on old Tatooine. I will, I will give you this. Until recently, I didn't know that they that was Tatooine. Tatooine. Jesus. I never really... I just forgot, I guess. Because they say it. Yeah, I grew up here. Mm-hmm. You're going to mm-hmm. die here. Yeah. Yeah. That was a clue. So, yeah. Pretty deep clue. Right. Um, and I think 3PO at the beginning says, I can't believe we're back on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, but, they cut out the scene where they, they go check on Owen and Baru. Still, still smoldering. <laughs> Their bones are bleached yeah. in the desert heat. Yeah. Um, and there's a little, there's a little neon sign that says, visit the charnel house of the celebrity Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight. <laughs> so the, one of the first things that happens in this film is super fucked up. Okay. 3PO knocks with his fingers. Oh, really? He knocks with his open fingers on a door. Well, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not knocking if you don't use your knuckles. It works. You mean the Bomar Monk makes an appearance? Who's that? That's the dude at the gate of Jabba's Palace. Well, I thought it was the, is, is that the name of the Dorai that comes out? Well, the Bomar Monk is that spidery thing that the Dorai oh, is yeah. attached to. Yeah. 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 You see it in like one shot, right? Yeah. The it's little cre- spider it's thing. creeping up behind them. That was one of the mail in figures, one of the rare figures early on. And you have it, obviously. I, I don't have it anymore, but I had it. I never got it's it. It's the Bomar Monk. Leg, it's a great name. The legs came off all the time. Yeah, we get to We're, meet we get to meet a lot of creepies in this film. Like the last one, not as much. This one, you you get you just get creepies handed to you all over the place. Well, they have to envision uh, ja- Jabba's palace, right? And they have to fill that up with ne'er do wells and weirdies. Yeah, and they and and the centerpiece of that, of course, is Jabba. But even they don't even stop with just Jabba being weird. Right? They give him a they give him a, a barnacle. Yeah. Well, not only that, Richard Marcand and 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 company. Uh, by the way, mission accomplished. What do you mean? They filled Jabba's palace with weirdies. He did. And Jabba is straight up strange. Yeah, and we get to meet Reeves for the first time, which made me happy. 
He's that three-eyed fellow with the st- eye stalks. He's sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Great. But uh, Jabba is he's overweight. So would you would you is that what how you'd yeah how would you describe the, in the, that guy? here in the uh in the audio album mm-hmm. for this movie the narrator called him a repulsive blob of bloated flesh and that always per- uh, that stuck with me for years but it's perfect it's, it describes him he's flesh colored for sure he is uh he's gained weight since the the star wars the special edition right um and he's, you know, in that he was CGI and this, he's a, he's all puppet. He's yeah. He's all, I don't know what they made him out of, but it's, it's gross, but he has a little creature that hangs off of him that, that I, that I love so much name by the name of salacious crumb. Oh, what a champion he is. <clears throat> One of the best first names in all of star Wars. It's, it's, it's very odd. Yeah. It's a very strange uh, first name. Well, it's a name and a description. His name, his middle name, by the way. He. Diamond. <laughs> Tatooine, he wears no clothes. Jonah's job of that fuck blows. He will giggle through the day as the Jedi slice we Boiling heat, Sarlacc pit, a thousand years from dude to shit.
Oh, he actually has a middle name. Yes, yeah, no, there's a middle initial. It might be B. Salacious B. Crumb. There's like, yeah, he has a middle initial. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, and then of course you meet the Gamorian guards, the pig-like mm-hmm. individuals that mm-hmm. are actually uh, not too imposing. Uh, it's funny. They're not. They're goofy. They I, for some reason I thought they were so creepy. You know, when I was young, these guys were. I mean, they're intimidating. They are not. They were, you know, I love the little Gamorrean guard figures, which I had, I had one, one or two. I think I must have just had one, but they were very heavy. Like they were like, yeah. There's a lot of plastic involved that. Yeah. In that. Did you have Jabba? Of course, I had Jabba. I don't remember if I did. I remember because I would have him walk on the tip of his tail, like hop. That's how he would travel. He would hop on the tip of his tail. I, I, my special edition was way better. You know, they have him on that. I had they have him on that little sliding concrete, right? And he came with I that, think, yeah. And he, and it was like a trap door too, like it was. Yeah, but did it, it was, go back. It, it was a trap door in the bottom of it, I believe. It didn't really do the same purpose. But Salacious came with him, right? I think so. Yeah. Did that? Did that woman come with him? The no Ula, Twilik or whatever. Yeah, Ula Ong or whatever her name. No, she wasn't. She didn't. No. I think they did a but, figure of her. She may have come with him. But there, here's the thing: I always thought it would have been a good idea is if if he. He like had him switch out his little concrete sliding thing to to Han. You know what I'm saying? Like he why just rest upon Han's carbonated form, just slither all over. Yeah. That would be the ultimate insult, wouldn't it? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where's Han? And they have to get all up under Jabba. Yeah. To, well, uh, the Indian engi- the Indian the uh, Empire engineers weren't convinced that uh, the carbonite process was st- sturdy enough. But you got you got your Han. Remember, you got your Han toy in the Slave One. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get that. That was the the add on in Boba Fett's vehicle. I had a die cast Slave One ship. Um, no, no Boba the, Boba Fett or anything. It was just a it was a very pretty figurine, a smaller one, right? Smaller Looking one, beautiful. Stolen from me. 
on the bus. You, I think you've told that story kid. before. I'm sure I have, but I'm still aching from it. The betrayal. It's the first time I ever got anything just blatantly stolen from me. That's a big one too. Mm-hmm. It started off um, something that was repeated all my life. Yeah. So, taking stuff from me, Nick. So obviously we get to meet all of our heroes here. We got all those great scenes where, you know, we, Lando's incognito, Leia's posing as old Boosh. That might be one of my favorite all-time Star Wars figures is Boosh. With the removable get, helmet. Where he could take remove yeah, take the helmet off and Leia's underneath. I just love that kind of stuff. There weren't a whole lot of figures with removable helmets right. back when we were kids. Right. Yeah, I loved it. And, and I love the fact that uh, Boosh used the same word for almost everything. Yoto. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that Leia was so involved in the, um, in the, you know, obviously her and Han's connection. So, burn it just burned so I don't know, burned so bright. Is that that's a mix and stuff up? But it makes sense that she's the one that's leading the charge to get him. You know, yeah, although, and not using the force at first. You know, what's funny is there was a big reveal that it was Leia under that costume, but you see this petite thing moving through the frame. It's it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, it, it, as soon as I, you know, when I was a kid, I remember being didn't I didn't know who that character was, and then whenever she's sneaking or you know is sneaking around at night, then you know it's probably Leia or Luke. I guess I thought it was Luke. I think that's why I think I was surprised by it. I thought it might be Luke at that point. Love that it's Leia. And I know I read it. I'm sure in the extended universe stuff they explain it, but I wonder what happened to Old Boosh. Did they kill Boosh to get his clothes? Yeah, it's good. It's Boosh you mean, it, the tragic villain or hero of this saga. What? Yeah, what is Boosh's backstory? Did they just completely make up? No, Boosh? He's, a, he's a bounty hunter. Because remember, Boba Fett nods to him out of respect. Wow, I didn't know this. So Bo- Boba Fett knows Boosh. I like how Boba Fett's just hanging out at Jabba's palace. I got nothing else. You to like do. it? I hate it. What do you mean? Why? Boba Fett is in too much of this film. I feel like he wouldn't be there. Like, I feel like he's not friends with Jabba, but I guess he works for him. It just, it doesn't make sense that he's there. He looks out of place. Absolutely out of place. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was hired as his bodyguard. I don't know. But, you know, if you, if you think about all the great bounty hunters, you know, like uh, Dog and uh, Brian Bosworth, you know, like these guys, they don't, they get their pay. They do their job. They fuck off. They go off to their next yeah, mission. They, yeah, they're, they're always into making money. That's why I guess Jabba must have been paying him above his going rate yeah. to stay to stay around to protect him. Maybe he knew since he has Han Solo, he's now a target for the rebellion or something. Now the funny thing is this: this is a very analog sequence, other than the stuff they added for the special edition. And there's some there's some suspect effects in the scene. Yeah, but sure. there is a sequence in this movie that I wish was three hours long. Okay, the droid torture sequence. <laughs> My kids did not understand what was happening. It is the cutest and funniest shit that they have that. Obviously they're burning the feet of a power droid, which is ridiculous. And it's screaming, which is great. And, but the guy that's held up by his arms, who is getting torn slowly in half is the cutest victim I've seen. And just watching these guys get tortured. I I want a whole movie of just droid torture. Sure. And the fact that the, the one robots getting his um, feet, you know, he's getting his, by the way, wiki feet. Yeah, it's true. Definitely. He's in there, but getting his feet burned and then he's screaming from it. I was like, does he have pain receptors in this, the bottoms yeah. of his feet? And it's funny because it does bring a lot home. Uh, it, it proves mm-hmm. that I was right, that the power droid is the Nick Frost of this saga. <laughs> so that's good. And then, of course, we get the musical number. 
Mm. Now, in the original mm. version of Return of the Jedi, there was a wonderful song called Lopty Neck that was awesome. And Max Rebo and his band are awesome. Their music yeah. is actually great, uh, and they're adorable to look at. This elephant whose only movement is his trunk going back and forth. Yeah, and, you can, and when you bought him, you could buy the whole band, right? Didn't they have like a, a band set of figures? Of course they did. Mm-hmm. And he was a, he was amazing. He look he he still looks amazing. He see he shows up a little bit in this. They even did the modal nodes from the first film. They gave them their figures too. Oh, the the band clarinet guys. Yeah. And oh. but but yeah, there is there is something I did notice. First of all, they have Boba Fett flirting, which is not good. That's something they added for this scene. And they did add, they really add it? Yeah, did they add this? Yeah. yeah, and then they added, of course, the singing sliced noodles. But they have a weak weak way playing drums. And you like that. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like the idea of one of those guys playing drums. They're they're mm-hmm. they're they're dangerous, you know, mercenaries from beyond space, and he's sitting there rocking a tribal drum. <laughs> I was thrown off by Boba Fett flirting as well. Not good. No, not good. No. At least in this version they cut out the dialogue from that scene. Because he goes, Are You guys Boba wet? Oh, so they, they cut that out, which is good. But the, the, the sheer amount of rudimentary puppetry in this sequence makes me so happy. Do you know what blew my mind about Jedi Rocks, the added song? What's that? I forgot it was a duet. Yeah, with the guy? I just, yeah, yeah the guy that's obviously he patterned for, off of Joe Cocker or something. Wait, do we see his is, tonsils in this movie? Like his yes. epiglottis or whatever? Yes. Uvula, whatever it's called. Yeah, that was yeah. a good move. Not the worst just, move in this special edition, though. Yeah. That's later. Well, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, Lucas is gung-ho to fuck with this film, like make it more up to date. He wants to put, you know, push more CGI into it to make it look uh, newer, I guess, at the time. But the problem is that stuff ages so poorly. Yep. Um, but, you know, everybody talks about that. I don't hate I don't look. The changes are fine. They're OK. It doesn't throw me completely out of the movie, but I just wish he hadn't made them. Yeah, um, for the most part, but I'm not gonna get too mad. I mean, the only you know there was this whole reason he did these to finance the prequels, right? Mm-hmm. Which would have been a noble cause if it, if he didn't use it to finance the prequels, <laughs> because at the time we were we were so in desire of more Star Wars that right. this was a means to an end, and we would put up with that, you know, for the sheer sake of the amazing films that would come in 1999 and beyond. But it's reality. It's such a good idea. The whole idea of showing how Darth Vader goes from, you know, turns from good, you know, to the dark side is such a great idea. I hope they make those films one day. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I want to see Shmi Skywalker get railed by a bunch of Sam people. We get to see uh, the, the development of our actors here. Obviously, Leia is thrust into a sexy costume. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not as sexy as I remember, honestly. I thought it was a little bit more revealing, but it really isn't. But we get to see- I mean, it's pretty revealing, Nick. What did you picture? she's they don't actually make it it's not like they're they're making it salacious crumb right it's 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 kind of kind of pg it's kind of it's pretty salacious i guess at the time i mean i think it it certainly launched you know a lot of a lot of uh fan dreams back then cosplay for sure yeah but you know and she's yeah, but that I guess. Uh, so what? So you're talking about that? Who, who else are you talking about developing? So we are actors? talking Han Solo, Harrison Ford going full John Fogerty in this movie. <laughs> he is like when he dethaws, mm-hmm. it's it's John Fogerty falling out of that that rectangle. He's at his most. I'd say he's at his most Han in this for sure. This movie, he gets to be. He's he's sillier. He's lovesick. He's funnier in this. Like he gets to kind of be 
the most, the honest yeah. of all three movies in a way. And then the least cool version almost. Yeah, actually, absolutely the least cool. And then, of course, Luke looking super Gedrick in this movie. <laughs> super Gedrick. And then, you know, Luke almost is in a, he's almost in a different film. Yeah. I mean, there are. He's in his emo phase for sure. Yeah. But he gets a lot of the heavy shit in this, man. Poor, poor old Mark Hamill. He's, he's doing great. He's just, he gets all the heavy stuff. He doesn't get to have fun with the Ewoks very much. He also gets uh, a sequence that is, is, is propped up by my childhood memories. And then when watched through the eyes of a grown man, the Rancor scene is an abortion. You don't like it. I love the Rancor as an individual. Great yes. creature, great design. But what a weak fight. And the, the one thing he doesn't fuck with in the special edition is that the rancor? Yeah. The rancor is great. I wouldn't have fucked with it either. I love how Luke at one point hides from him under like in the in the little and wall. I think that's and great. And then is easily grabbed by it. Of course. The, the the best thing about the rancor is his special ability is he always rolls a 20 when when trying to grab somebody cuz he is 100% success rate when he's trying to grab and pick somebody up. But he uh, he he makes quick work of the Gamorrean guard down there. That, I feel bad for him. He gets eaten right away. I, I was going to, but then if you look up up on up on top, the other Gamorrean guards are not aghast that one of their own has fallen into this pit. They are enjoying the shit out of his Eatons. Really? I thought they were kind of no, worried. No, they are like, they're rollicking. They are thrilled to be seeing this happen. Fair enough. So. And Jabba had already thrown down. So like he, you knew there was danger down there because he threw around, he, he threw down his uh, first, uh, the first woman he had tied to his uh, host yeah. or his, uh, his uh, waterbed, whatever he's on. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a waterbed? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing, it's a slaughter bed. But the funny thing is, is he, uh, you know why he uh, got rid mm. of her? Because she pulled on her chain. Yep. She did the ultimate sin or she tugged on that chain. And then he's you know, like, like Bosca, you're gone. And he's all like, he's just a horrific, horrific looking creature. He's, his tongue's everywhere. And he's got like snake eyes. That's the first time I really noticed his eyes. He's yeah. kind of got these really large, like bowling ball, like kind of reptilian eyes. The vertical slit. Um, you could just say the vertical slit. And you got to hand it to Lucas because he didn't throw in like digital Jabba farts, did he? I don't think so. There's plenty of burps in this movie. Or insert those. Uh, there's some burps for he sure. He had the Sarlacc burp. Yeah. Yeah. He added the Sar- Didn't the Sarlacc get an up- upgrade too? Yeah, he got a beak. He got like a, a proboscis, like a uh, something it's we needed. It's not needed. It looks so much worse in the rare originals. It was so much more horrific, yep. I think, in the originals. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and then of course, uh, you know, when the Rancor is easily vanquished by Luke, we get to meet Malakili and get to see him have a, a somber moment. You bought me a Malakili figure last That's year. That's right. That's right. Yeah, my kid, my kids were laughing at him because it was so he looks so ridiculous. But he's yeah, he looks that's like a the really pizza place, and he's got like no shirt, but he's got the but he's huge. But the thing is, he gives a really quick, great performance. Like you really feel bad for him. I mean, he loses he loses his best buddy. He, he, he know that you could tell there's a whole history between him keeping that creature happy and well fed. Yeah, you know, a, a horrible job. I'm sure he's a disgusting person, but you really do feel his loss. Yeah, at least you know one thing is good. Uh, the job doesn't require a strict dress code. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. That is a strange looking man. Um, strange looking outfit. Yeah. But very memorable. He literally looks like everybody that's made me a pizza. <laughs> so, you know, Luke shows up, tries the mind trick. That doesn't go well. Bib Fortuna in his disgusting face. Job well, so, yeah, we both Bib and 3PO to the same exact way in this movie. He smashes them both a little gently backwards. It's very strange. 
So Bib Fortuna is a very, like he's one of the like more, most horrifying looking creatures in Star Wars, I'd say. It looks like that Martin Screlly guy, Martin Screlly, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The guy that's in jail the, I think for so. fraud. I think yeah, so, yeah. Pharm- pharmaceutical guy. Yeah, he kind of does. He's got, I mean, first of all, his whole head appendage, it just looks like it. It's just what a horrible thing to have to care for. You know what right. I'm saying? Like to maintain. Yeah. And then his mouth is very small and he's got the wicked teeth. Yeah. He just, it's just, and then his, and then I remember I had that figure and I remember having him going, why do I have this? You know, yeah. like what's he do in the movie? He doesn't do anything. He's a servant. He, he just gets mind controlled by Luke and ripped on by Jabba. That's really what he does. And, and he gets, uh, he gets very easily coerced by droids at the beginning of the film. Yeah. So he's, but, he, but he also has a great name. I could like his name. I like his name. And I do like the thing he does with his hand when he's brushing it on R2. He does a little hand model thing. Like yeah. when he's, when he's checking R2 out, he does a very nice hand, hand model thing. And you know, that's the same guy that was, um, you know, American this, right? Werewolf. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that till recently. Yeah. The guy that gets killed in the tube. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's good. And he, uh, but I had the figure and I remember, Saying how how am I going to start trying to bite this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it took a couple of days to figure that See, one out. Yeah. Wasn't he wearing like a blue robe or something? He, was, too? he wasn't dressed well, and he was ugly as shit. I don't know why you put that near your mouth. To be honest, well, yeah, Jabba and Salacious. Yeah, did you have you had a Salacious Chrome of figure? Course. Oh, this is okay. Here's what I noticed. I never noticed until this viewing of this movie that Salacious Chrome rests. Upon a pillow. Of course he does. I never saw that pillow before. I just thought that was he was on Jabba's body. My man brought a pillow to sit at the at the the foot or whatever he's sitting on the yeah. the slime the, the, the slime corner of Jabba. I don't know what they call that part of his body. <laughs> but he has a little like a little like pillow that like a gra- his grandma must have made him. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And it, we talked a little bit about this last Are time. You're talking about, about- Mum Crumb? <laughs> we talked about this last time that there's not a whole lot of beds in Star Wars in, in these three movies. In fact, this continued in this movie. There's no bed. However, there is a pillow. There is a pillow suggesting a bed. You know, I guess Jabba is on some sort of slab slash bed. Well, let's but- face it. Jabba sleeps where he where he falls, where he where he rests. He doesn't tuck himself in at night. Man. And he's eating like we didn't talk about his diet. He's eating live creatures. Yeah, shoving them down his gullet. Well, the funny thing is, oof. Uh, the one thing I will say about Jabba's palace is laughter is the best medicine. Because yeah. Jabba loves to laugh. Salacious Crumb loves to laugh. Right. Weequay, his face looks like West Duty after a roller coaster, so he can't laugh. But. <laughs> And and of course the rancor loves the laugh. <laughs> yeah. The bone when he when he snaps the bone is still one of my favorite scenes. I love that. I like how Luke defeats him. Like uh, that was a big deal for me when I was a kid. I, I feel bad for the rancor. He goes down pretty hard. I mean that's a rough death. Yeah, you get to see the light leave his eyes. Yeah, you do. And that's what Luke says to him. He gets right up in his face. I love the <laughs> I love to watch the light drain from their eyes. Yeah. Luke had a, you know, he could have, it could have gone either way for him here. Like, you know, that's the whole point of the movie. He could have turned into somebody like that. Um, and he was close. Yep. Um, 
But anyway, here he's uh, one thing Luke has picked up since the last movie is he obviously is more powerful. Like you said, he comes in uh, doing mind tricks. He comes in super confident and uh, telling Jabba that he's going to die the whole time. If you don't release my friends, if you don't release, you know, uh, if you don't do what I say, you're going to die. Even though Luke is captured, you know, he keeps threatening Jabba and he's right. Yeah, of course. Well, he's captured, but he yeah. wants to be captured because he's got a plan. Yeah. And that plan comes to fruition hardcore as they are sentenced to digest over a thousand years in the tummy of the Sarlacc. Well, it does sound like they, it does seem like they have three, they have three plans here. Send the droids in to negotiate as a backup, send Lando in, you know, rent, you have Leia there just in case with Chewie. When that doesn't work, Luke just strolls in. That's that's plan C. Yeah. He's just going to, sh- when everything else goes to shit. I don't think it's plan C. I think this is a, a they want to slowly infiltrate the ranks, you know. I think- really? I mean, Leia, you think Leia wanted to be captured? That's one thing I think is funny about that scene when she unfreezes Han. Uh, by the way, all this stuff that we're talking about, I love it. I love everything about okay. this beginning. Right. I love it. And I, lo- I love when Leia unfreezes Han and he's all like shivery and stuff. But they're all, <laughs> Jabba's hiding. Yeah, they're the hiding behind gang, a curtain. The whole gang is back there. <laughs> they're hiding behind, behind a curtain. Yeah. The oldest trick even, in the book. Even Salacious has stopped. He's stopped laughing. Like, he's quieted up for a well, second. The funny, you, know? you got to wonder. I'd love to see the behind the curtain. Like, you see them like, shh, shh, shh. But the best gag, the best gag of that was that three PO was behind the curtain, too. And they had, they had him, they had a mouth over his, a hand over his mouth. Yep. There, he could continually get shut up throughout these all these movies. The funny thing is, here's where the reality. There's no way they couldn't smell Jabba in the room. Maybe the whole place just smells like him. Yeah, that's true. Like, what it, do you think he smells like, Nick? I don't know, man. I, I, it ain't good. It probably smells like Comic Con. <laughs> but the yeah, fair enough. the great thing is, yeah. So everybody's in place. You know, we get the that. And there's something I noticed. I've never seen this. So they go on these skiffs and sail barges out there. To witness yeah. the destruction of everybody. It'd be funny, actually, if Luke, Luke's plan, he gets there and they've already uh, killed all of his friends. Oh, well, maybe I misread that. You know, That would not be funny. It would be very. Um, did you notice the little the little boss relief like sculpture of Jabba on the wall? Of- I did. The thing's amazing. I, ne- I never noticed that before. I never noticed either. I hope it's not a special edition ad. I think that's adorable. That's pretty great. Yeah, they have like a, a rock carving of him and his crew. I wonder if... Uh, who else is on that? Because I just noticed Jabba. Yeah, I wonder if or Salacious. Oh, I wonder I, if his pillow guy. I hope so. I hope. I mean, Bib has to be on there, right? We got to go back and look. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's like the it's like the Jabba's palace's mural. It, but it's not, we'll, in, we'll it's not in his it. palace. It's on the it's on his boat. It's on his boat. Okay, yeah. but I love it. It's that. pretty sweet. I love yeah, that. It's pretty sweet. And then, of course, the the big sequence at the uh, at the pit of Carcoon happens, uh, where they <sighs> they. They kill off Boba Fett in the dumbest way possible. Well, no, they don't. It's ridiculous. He gets his ass. Leia chokes. Leia chokes him to death. Um, did it's I say pretty... Jabba? I meant Boba Fett. Oh yeah, yeah. You said Jabba. No, uh, Boba Fett. He gets a yeah because he his character was so built up and legendary almost going into this movie. You were so looking forward to uh, seeing you know him be defeated finally because he's such a badass. But he his death is a joke. Right. Han kills him by accident. And has a laugh line before he does it. Boba Fett, where? Yeah. And uh, and he nails him in he the... He says his name too fast for my liking. Boba Fett. You got to let that roll off pretty, your tongue. 
I think it's pretty funny. And um, here's the one thing I will tell you that I have been, that has been unchanged for me um, since I originally saw this. Okay. The Sarlacc pit, always horrific to me. The whole legend of it, the idea behind it being if you fall into it, it digests you for a thousand years. Right. Which is horrible. I feel bad even now, every time someone goes into it, I feel terrible for them. But I'm an idiot because when I was a kid, I thought that meant that they're alive that whole time. Man, you get to live a thousand years in there? But no, that's not how it works. So it keeps you alive as it eats you? Is that no, I, I think it, it just means you you're, you die instantly, but your body takes a long time to dissolve, which is not as awesome. I had the idea of like everybody who's been eaten by it down there playing cards for like 950 years. Well, that's the thing is that Boba Fett does eventually escape. From the right. Sarlacc pit and in the in, in the in the lore of Star Wars, right? So, have do you did you ever read that? How does that happen? Is he come out in the, and he's like in his the leg book, is Dengar rescues him. Dengar and his girlfriend rescue him in the Tales from Jabba's Palace. Pretty quickly after he falls in, shortly after, yeah, yeah. See, in this one, he goes into the he goes straight into the beak, yeah, of the Sarlacc right. pit. It's pretty awful. I that think, beak is bad. I think it'd be adorable if 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 they took a baby Yoda, put it in there. And then they took it out as it was just old enough to die, you know? Yeah, that would be Because you're digested from one Yoda lifespan. That's basically how it works. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah. the, the worst thing in the universe happens in the scene. We get to hear a Wilhelm scream because yeah. he just can't help himself, that motherfucker. Who, Lucas? Yes. Well, or Richard Marcon. I mean, what I mean, just... Come on. So talk to me a little bit about this director. What else had he done? What, he what did done he do afterwards? I, there was like this whole squabble about the director's guild. You know, like yeah. George uh, had, to, he, you know, he, he, he left the director's guild over, I'm sure some money related squabble. Cause he's a, yeah. you know, an absolute fiend. Did he want to direct this movie? And no, couldn't or no, something? no. He, he was, he didn't want to direct any of them after, you know, cause he was burned out, but so he hired a non-union director in Richard Marcon, somebody he can mold. And, right. and this is the film where Gary Kurtz, the guy who I, you know, talk, we talked about last The beard, week, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was shit-canned because, uh, yeah, because he, he fired on this. were at odds. Empire went way over budget, you know, so they got Howard Kajansen or whatever his fucking name is in this shit. Um, but, yeah, so Richard Marcon, is an, he's irrelevant to the universe. I think he's gone now, actually. I wonder what else he did. Not much. You know, and then I should have I should have looked it up already, but I, I, I didn't. I think he's kicking ass with the devil at this point. He passed away in '87, so not long after this film. He died. He. I wonder if he got to see Roger Rabbit. Is that when it came out? Yeah. Uh, only 49 when he passed away. Stroke. Oh, that's awful. Let's see what he did after. Nowhere to run. Van Damme. Wait. Was, he couldn't have. Roseanne Arquette. Man, he that came out in '93. So what the Hearts of Fire, Jagged Edge. That was that's a Bridges movie. Meryl Streep. Birth of the Beatles. You must have been wondering if he's a British director. Obviously, probably was. Yeah, Wales. Um, you know what I found out reading the trivia to this uh, movie, which blew my mind? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Williams' son is the lead singer of Toto. Are you kidding? No. I thought Williams was a legend in that family. Well, they're both Williams, actually. Well, you know, when I'm talking John Williams, what's his... Are you kidding? No. Wow. Yeah. Blows my mind. So. Equal talents. Equal. Yeah. Actually, uh, sadly, I bet you 
maybe his son made more money. But um, no. Toto, man, we're still listening to that shit on the radio. They still together? Look them up. Rosanna, yeah. Africa. You know? They killed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to his, because they did write that song about Rosanna Arquette. Yeah. Right? See, I think he dated her or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Rosanna. So um, here's something that made me very happy. Obviously, they, they defeat Jabba. They win the, they win the battle. They, R2 shoots a lightsaber. Everything great happens. Uh, yeah, she's lightsaber. Luke catches it. It's all plan. Yeah, uh, it's great. What you, uh, did you discover? Anything? Toto broke up last year. Oh damn! That's uh, about the same time John Williams retired. So we might be talking. Wonder if it, it might be. A- wonder if he ever sat in for a couple sessions or so, <laughs> you know, or tweaked his son's hits. Yeah, or vice versa. Maybe yeah. maybe his son came in and threw you know <laughs> laid down a blistering track. Do you think his son did? Maybe his son helped his, help write Jedi Rock. He did actually. He uh, well, he wrote. That's that's how I found the trivia. Is that he was brought in to help write some of the songs for this. You're kidding for the special edition. I don't remember, but he was okay. Um, so we get to see the empire again. Uh, yeah. And there's this big uh, coronation type thing where the emperor arrives on the uh, technically unfinished death star. And there's, you know, billions of people lined up and all this and that. It's great. We get to see his Royal guards for the first time who are beautiful, but I'll be damned. I think on the far right of the screen, I saw a probe droid. You did? I think there was a probe droid just wow. hanging out. And I don't have a big enough TV to really know, but I think that would be a sweet mercy. And if he did add it for the special edition, take I take back everything I said. <laughs> I'll have to look it up because, you know, I was transfixed by the emperor. Because, you know, I that's one thing that they did that they, they kind of a, a smart thing that they did in this movie was they cast McDarmond. How do you say his name? Ian. Ian McDermott and uh, who was very young at the time when they shot this and they originally were trying to cast an older actor. Right. And he, and he, and he fell ill. And so that he was, they went to old Ian said, Hey, can you do this? And he killed it. He's great in this movie. All right. You know, you don't agree. He's fine. Yeah, he's good. And he really, he really, uh, he brings it, he lays it on. He's despicable. Yeah. He it makes you, they need someone worse than Darth and they did it. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Just wish we didn't get to see him in his uh, political career a few years down the line. Um, and then here's the thing that's so funny is as soon as they leave the planet, the Falcon goes one way, Luke goes the other way. He's got to go back to Dagobah. Mm-hmm. They split up again. They do split mm-hmm. up again. It seems like Luke had just left Dagobah, but he's going back. And Yeah, he's got to see an old friend. Yeah. And uh, this old friend's not doing so hot. Yeah, Yoda's have had his ass kicked. He's he's shitty. Yeah, he's um he's he has his you know some uh, lines to give to Luke, some lines of encouragement, and also some like he's he can't believe that Vader revealed to Luke that he was his father. There's some of that, you know, and uh, Loda Loda Yoda passes away. He fades into the force. Yeah, but not before going look, look. He keeps. It's almost like. The death scene of Tim of uh, Pee Wee Herman in uh, Buffy, where you ke- he's supposed to be, he keeps staying alive. But you don't want you don't want Yoda to die. So the fact that they want to give him lots of lines and it's very painful to watch him um, to fade to to, to 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 he's been I don't know what what do you call it laid so low that 
I feel so bad. Is that Hans' for him. cousin, or <laughs> and he uh, he blinks out. Nick, he fades out, but he he also says "forever sleep," which is one of my favorites. He doesn't even let Luke get really getting a word in edgewise. He he's he's monologuing. Towards and he the is emoing it up too. You know, soon night yeah. must fall. You know, he's really <laughs> dropping some. You know, he's try, he, he thinks somebody is documenting his last words for posterity. He is paying attention to that shit. And uh, he also, but he did, he did have time to make some food. Like, isn't, isn't Luke, doesn't it kick off with him kind of looking at some soup that's over the fire or something? Like he, anyway, Yoda, yeah, he lays down for the last time and Luke is bummed out. He's pissed off because Yoda is out emoing him. <laughs> and he goes and he's like, you know, I guess I got to leave, but who whose ghost appears? Benjamin Kenobi. Yeah. And Alec Guinness begrudgingly. Yeah. Appearing in the third film, uh, ripping, and he hated this movie. Yeah, and he actually is, does great in this. Like he has some very consequential lines. Like he, he is, also is in charge of some very bad exposition. Right, I don't but he like delivers that scene it. anymore. Oh, you don't? I, why? I I don't mind that he sits on a log. I know that a lot of people took a lot of umbrage that a ghost sat on a log in that movie. Some people they 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 got so they're they red hot with fury that they couldn't enjoy the rest of the film. But I don't mind that. Um, this just a lot of exposition, and then there's a lot of things where Luke will say something that, and Ben instantly like he has a secret, and then Luke says something, and then he instantly gives it gives him the gravy. But he does have some of the best lines in the saga, like the "He's more machine now than man," twisted yeah. and evil, and the best line delivery, which is it's great, but it's probably the result of him being bored to tears. It's when is it? Then the emperor has already won. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He, he like Luke hasn't even finished his sentence, and Ben is already throwing in the towel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he sucks. Um, some quick. I'm gonna throw some quick stuff at you before we move on from Jabba's palace because he his he, he everybody gets blown up. But here's some things I wrote down real quick. Did they? Uh, there's a Jawa hanging out in there. Fuck yeah! There it looks is. like the. And it looks like they upgraded the Jawas a little bit. It has yellow glowing, big yellow eyes. Did you notice that? Yeah. That's the tab hunter of Jawas. <sighs> um, R2 is a cocktail bar. I forgot about that. Of course he is. That's his role. A little jury juice in there, I'm sure. And, and he's doing a great job. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's fantastic as a cocktail. Yeah, uh, you, 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 waiter, waitress. Well, there's a there's a shot, a quick shot where they zoom past R two and Brian Brown winks at the camera. <laughs> and then the third thing uh, that I noticed was that Jabba's got a Seth Rogen laugh. Did you ever notice that? <laughs> he laughs the same as as Seth Rogen. We didn't talk about Lando too much in that scene. He's about to fall into the Starlight pit. He has the most adorable scream. <laughs> I love his little struggles in that sequence. Yeah. And then Han is going to shoot him free and he, go, he screams up. He's about to die. And he's about, he, Han's going to shoot the tentacle. And he says, I thought, he just says it real quick. I thought you were blind. And then, I thought you said you were blind. And then Han says, it's okay, I can see much better. He says it really fast too. <laughs> Fa- he says it faster and more intense. That's right, Lucas's uh, mantra. One, and then there's a callback to the the swinging uh, Luke and uh, Leia from the first movie. He swings her over. Yeah, swinging siblings. Yeah, almost first, almost literally, and in the second. Yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now the third. 
Um, Yoda getting into bed to die with his little is maybe his feet. Oh, it is maybe the cutest thing in all these movies. Yeah. He might, he is dying. He is disintegrating before our very eyes. His mentally he's there physically. He's not. And then literally physically he's not. Um, but him getting into bed, it just makes me miss all the other times they didn't show it. Yeah. Pulling his little feet under the covers is one of the highlights of the saga for sure. He, you need to get comfortable before you become one with the force. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Luke is looking, what do you think his all, all black look in this movie? It's subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fact, you know, there's this, the Luke has beads of sweat on his forehead in that sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, you see him let off a huge sigh when, when Mr. Yoda disappears. Cause he was thinking, how do I bury this piece of shit? <laughs> He was worried. He's like, I don't, is there a, do I have to do a ceremony? I mean, he's tiny. It won't take long to dig his, his forever grave, but. <laughs> what's he going to, what's he going to bury the, the sheets? That's what I'm saying. He had no work. He did not have to do dick after, after Yoda took yeah. the loss. Right. I mean, he probably didn't even snuff out the candles. He's like, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. But after all this stuff, after the Kenobi scene, after you know Yoda, after Jabba's place, we get the pinnacle moment. After all this stuff, that all this forgettable stuff, right? We get the entrance of the most important character. Forty-eight minutes and thirty-six seconds when Admiral Ekbar shows up. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> well, I was referring to Mon Mothma, but Mon Mothma walking in there like uh, I don't know. She's like coming in from like a toga party or something. She you know? is coming in from a toga party. But she's also coming from a uh, Virginia Wolf read. Like she is dour. She's got nothing good to say. She is a. She is a. She's draining the blood out of dicks. <laughs> she is. She's a commanding presence. I will give her that. You definitely want to listen to what she's having has to say. She's got short hair. Yeah. Um. And you know, which is a contrast to somehow Leia has her punzel locks in this. Yeah. What's going on with Leia's hair? Well, I mean, yeah. It, she had, when she lets her hair down, it literally is like, it's like share hair. Yeah, well, keep in mind, she had buns and stuff in the other movies that may have been still long. I know, I know. I'm, she she puts it up in this too. She's got a great hairstyle. I'm not ripping it. But when she lets her hair down, lets those locks loose. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah, there's more you know? But Mon Mothma is definitely the reverse of that. Yeah. Absolute yeah, so, buzz kill of a person. Did you? <laughs> is there a Mon Mothma figure? Of course there is. Yeah. Was I mean original the original? No, I think it was a later release. One thing they never did, I, I'm sure they did at some point, but not originally. They never sh- they never um sold any Force Ghost figures. Yes, they did. At first they did? Not at first, but they made them. Yeah, of course they made them later, but that was something that's like I think that they should have had Force Ghost Ben Kenobi. Well, they should have done a Force Ghost for every character in the entire toy line so that when they yeah. died you could have their ghost. Like, yeah, how I do mean, you not make ghosts for every every character? How do you not do Force Ghost Yoda or Rancor? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be um, great if uh, Rancor is sitting next to the next to them at the end of the movie. A Force Ghost Rancor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, all right, so we get you know, there's you know, they they have to figure out basically the plan like they're gonna they're gonna attack this new death star they you know they gotta run a ground game luke is like i'm gonna give myself up because i'm gonna bring my dad to the good the into the light 
guy, he senses conflict in him and he tells Leia, he tells Leia um, that she's his sister, which is news to him. Cause I think that's what Ben bestows upon him, right? Yeah. On the log. And, you know, they meet the Ewoks. We kind of skipped over this. Well, a lot of people but, hate the Ewoks. Okay. But before, during this meeting. Oh, the Mon Mothma meeting. Yeah, yes. We mm-hmm. meet General Maydine and his fucked up hair. That uh, guy. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm going to send you a picture. He looks like a sex freak. He looks like he's the holdover from the 70s for sure. He, like he never got he the news. He looks like a guy. Yeah. He certainly didn't get the news, but. You you go to his house on a Saturday night and you ain't leaving dry. You know what I'm saying? There's also something that astounded me in that sequence. You know who shows up in this meeting? Hitler. Hmm. I didn't see. So there, oh when Luke God. shows up, I'm I'll you know when he that's supposed to be some big great moment when Luke shows up. I'll join you or whatever. And then in the background, Hitler. There's a Hitler looking guy back there. No, but I'm thrilled. Like, everybody's happy to see Luke. I mean, he's there back from Dagobah. Everybody's, you know, he's, you know, and then Han gives the Millennium Falcon to Lando to because he's going to run the ground game. And that is the maddest matte painting ever matted. I love it, though. You don't love it? I don't. I love it. And then I do love the way Lando walks into the shadows. I like that. But that is the super maddest matte painting of all time. I love that kind of stuff. I, I also appreciate... Uh, Han Solo's heartbreak over giving the Falcon away. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. I, uh, it is cute. Yeah, and then you pretty soon you get stormtroopers in the woods, Nick. But you also get the Emperor. You get to meet the Emperor's little, his little sweeties, his little min, his little minstrels, those two cons- conciliaries or whatever that are really weird looking. I don't remember There's these two dudes in, in garb that are his his confidants that he's chattering with, and they are freaky looking. And they're tiny? No, they're 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 full size, but they are freaky ass. I don't remember. You have to send me they a picture. They made me sick. <laughs> I just like the stormtroopers in the woods. Okay, let's, what do you think? The speeder bike stuff. What do you think of all it, the it way that looks? It has not aged well at all. It hasn't, but it's fun. I love some of it, yeah. There's some good stuff there. You- they're zipping through the woods like it's a like a, and, it, and it looks so dangerous. It does. It is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious. It's obvious that Lucas made the pod race after doing that scene. After seeing that, he's like, "Man, I could take that and do it worse." How about when Han steps on a twig? That's. I was wondering what he stepped on. He steps on a twig, and that's and, and that's what screws things up. Yeah, because he's trying to sneak up on a storm. That is storm that is that is lazy writing. <clears throat> that's great. Han, Han's clumsy. You want a hero like? Uh, I always uh, reference Cowboy Bebop, Spike Spiegel. He was this really u- uber cool. Uh, protagonist, but he's clumsy as hell, and clumsy's cool. Come on. Okay. Well, the funny thing. Okay, so it's during the speeder bike sequence in particular, Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher looks so bored. She looks like she is hating the planet. So she just looks like she's concentrating. I'd be concentrating too. You, know, you want to avoid those redwoods or whatever they are, right? Yeah. Well, she don't, she she didn't miss she didn't miss redwoods. You know what's funny is uh, so they have this big plan, right? Han yeah, is wearing do. camouflage, his little camouflage pullover. Leia's in camo. Chewie is in natural fur camouflage. And they have two bright and shiny droids with them. <laughs> <laughs> I love Leia, Leia's poncho. I don't know what it says about me, but that's a good look. Right. Did they say, I remember her figure came with that poncho, right? Like she had, it was vinyl, though, right? It wasn't cloth. I don't remember. What was, what was her figure called from there? Shield generator Leia. I don't know. Some stuff. 
It was it had to be like Endor Leia or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and Endor's a moon. Does that throw you off? No. I did read something that blew my mind is that it's taken from the Bible, the, the word Endor. Is it? Yeah. Is it the at the end when it says Andor beginning? <laughs> Question mark? Yeah. Salacious P. Crumb also taken from the Bible. Um <laughs> The one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the is when the film takes a little breath and lets us enjoy an introduction between Leia and Wicket. It's great. What an adorable sequence. My kids loved it. Um, and my daughter kept saying how cute Wicket was. They don't ever identify Wicket as Wicket. I forgot that the Ewoks don't get any names in this. Right. <clears throat> and yeah, Leia feeds him. Yeah. Uh, me and Sean used to whenever. So this was back in the day when we were young guys, whenever we would be out eating we would mm-hmm. do the, we would be eating and we go, <laughs> we would do that. We would reenact his sniffing and then crunching as you're eating our, our dinner. But everybody knew what you were doing. Every, well, sure. they thought we were in love. But the, the, the best thing is there is something that happens at the end of that sequence that is, I don't know why it literally, I had to pause the movie. I got, I got, I got furious. Why? Because he's up on the log after the stormtrooper thing. She she carries she like picks him up and puts him down on the ground and he kind of reaches out like a baby, right? Yeah. And when she puts Wicked on the ground, literally never in the history of that creature have has that happened to them. It was an instinctual thing that you would see the, you know, like a mother and a child. Sure. Except an Ewok has never been around a large thing like that. And they don't have that relationship. So we were watching Carrie Fisher help Warwick Davis in that moment and not Princess Leia helping Wicket took me out of the fucking movie. I was no longer in a, a, a galaxy far, far away. I'm just going to let that lie there. It hurt. Cause that is, it hurt. Uh, yeah. It hurt me listening to that. <laughs> my God. It hurt. What do they say about star Wars fans? I can't uh, watch the movie. You're, you're like, Oh my God, this is uh it's cute, but it, it, uh, it's the least realistic thing in the entire star Wars series. I will watch the movie. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you're sick. I hope you're sick to your stomach after that. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to go to the bathroom. That's another reason I paused it. Work Davis. How old was he in this? He's young. He a uh, long uh, running actor in the Star Wars films. Like he he shows up a lot, right? Doesn't he show up? Did he show up in the prequels. Yeah, of course he was. And then yeah, he, of course he was. He, we see him without then, the mask, without makeup on, and mm-hmm. I think he played young Greedo as well. But very distinctive he walk, Mister Warwick Davis. And he is he was in Solo. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's good. He was though, and he was he was a uh, he's a good luck charm. Yeah. What do you mean you get it? Solo. <laughs> I, I, I like him a lot, actually. That Life is Short show was, was so funny. Delightful. I never watched it. Yeah. So how'd you say you said it was funny? I never watched it. No, I said was it, it was funny. Very funny. Liam Neeson on that show was insane. What do you mean? Like why was he mean? No, he's got he's got the one of the funniest moments in it. Yeah, and it was a Ricky Gervais show or yeah, something. And Stephen Merchant. Back when they were talking, apparently, or I they mean, not? I, I think Stephen Merchant's the brains of that outfit, to be mm-hmm. honest. Really? Yeah. I love that guy. So there's this weird thing that they do in this film throughout. What is it with throwing people over your shoulder? It's 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 like 1950s fight sequence choreography. There's a lot of fight sequences where people are thrown over shoulders. Literally, in, in, in on Endor, Han throws three people over his shoulder in one scene. I mean, I, it makes sense. I mean, they, there's, these movies are throwbacks. So literally throwing people over your back, you know? Okay. All right. But no, they are. I don't know. It's ironclad. (laughs) Oh, did it it take you out again? I was. I hadn't gotten back in at that point. I was still. What do you think? What do you think of uh, the Ewoks in general? Like, what? How how do they? I like them. I like them. I mean, they're fine. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the hate to be honest. I don't either. I guess it like the trivia is that the cast and crew didn't like it. They didn't love the Ewoks. Lucas is the only one that was loving the cute Ewoks. Right. And then apparently the fans, I guess over the years have hated them. Remember Kevin Smith obviously ripped them in clerks, but it never occurred to me that they sucked, I guess until clerks. And I still don't dislike them that much. I think George did a great job uh, uh, in the prequels to make us not hate the Ewoks. Cause he, he created so many other things to hate. That- <laughs> That's true, I guess. And they're certainly, um, you know, it's funny because they did get a lot of figures and they did name them. Like, give me some names. Chief you Sherpa, got Wicket. Paplu, Wicket, Logray. Yeah, yeah, there's some there's some great ones. Uh, did they have a figure of any of them? There's one that dies. Yeah. Was that was that Logray? Who was that one? That was Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite style of Ewok? They all had different coloring and different fur and, and patterns. What was your favorite? Give me, a, count, give me your favorite. the baby Ewok out of it because everybody loves that. That's the cutest. Of course. I would say I like the ferocious, uh, like uh, salt and pepper stripes, like the, the yeah. distinguished look. Yeah. yeah. The old, probably the older elder Ewok. Yeah. I, I tell you what, it's 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 gonna sound boring, but I liked I like Ewok uh, uh, Wicket's whole his head wrapping. I'm still into that his look. I think he was he was uh, revolutionizing almost at that moment. Yeah, the you know kind of tr- he was trendy. Yeah, you think he was trendy among the Ewoks? He was. Yeah, he was a fashionista. Yeah, people- Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think certainly he was the uh, what do we call? What's the porg that? Oh, the nocturnus. Yeah. What do we refer to him as? The the tastemaker. I don't know what you're talking about. The star, the star porg, but we call it something else. The hero porg, something like that. The hero porg. Who's the, I guess Wicket would be the hero Ewok. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he doesn't really get too much to do. I disagree. Uh, he. What do you he mean? Just snack. He befriends Leia. He gets to growl. He gets to interact, That's and true. he actually is the one who helps cor- corral the uh, the the ranks. Although. Another, other than that, though, other than uh, that, yeah, another amazing sequence is when three PO retells the story of Star Wars to the Ewoks. It's amazing. I forgot about that. Oh, it's the cutest thing. That his little sped up Darth Vader voice makes me so happy, and he does the Tie Fighter scream. Yeah, he does the sound effect. Uh, it's it's so good. They treat they treat C three O three PO like a god in this. They right. they think that he is a god, which Luke reinforces by floating his wooden chair, yeah, uh, above their heads. Um, and they 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 actually treat C three three PO with respect. Yeah, they they go into a trance. Like oh, yeah, and oh. it is so funny because it's played because you know they're so out of it that they would think three PO is worth yeah uh, worshiping. Yeah, you know, and um, but it's it's a nice little twist. I I I, I like it, and you know, it gives three PO a little you know something more to do. My kids' favorite, uh, when I watch this with them, their favorites are R2 and 3PO. They love, that's who they love. Yep. And Chewie. How do they feel when R2, D2 uh, got, went haywire at the uh, Shield Jenner and all of his shit popped out? They were sad. Yeah. And as I was, I forgot that he gets so wrecked. And um, and then Han says, I guess I got a hot wire. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody was worried about R2 except Han. He's like, well, look, he shot the shit. He's useless to me. So anyway, the big thing about this movie that makes it special, I think, though, is the the Luke and the Emperor scenes and the and Darth Vader. Do, what about the Tarzan yell when the Ewok swings through the? <laughs> I did like the the traps that the Ewoks sprung on all. The I, I do too. Bags. I don't like the arrows yeah. somehow penetrating stormtrooper armor because that didn't exactly. Yeah, that weirds me out. That weirds me out. But I do love 
What what is the 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 little what do they call that machine with the two legs ATST. that you love? ATST. I love when the it's it's tripping all over the logs. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And they I like that. And they didn't upgrade that stuff, right? I mean, it, sure. it looks pretty. I mean, who knows? Hanky. Who knows? George Lucas. So you're talking about when Luke and the Emperor hang out. Yeah, Luke turns himself in. He, he's sure that Darth Vader. He can convince him to turn, and uh, the Emperor is laughing. You know, he's like, "It's never going to happen." You know, you trip. Darth Vader you're, takes you're straight trip in Luke. Yeah, Darth Vader takes Luke and his lightsaber to Darth Vader. Very Last Jedi. The stuff that you know echoes in that movie to this, but or from this. Um, but what do you think of all that stuff? Does it play well for you? It does. I like the little sequence where Luke meets Jabba beforehand, or Jabba, <laughs> Darth. <laughs> Same thing. Also, his father. Um, yeah. You know, and they have a little conversation, and and Vader's like, you know, hey, I appreciate it, dude, but I'm not, I'm not savable. You know. Yeah. I, I get it, man. I've been in the boat. I've been in the boat too, but I'm not good. You're not good. You're gonna suddenly be be a bad. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. <laughs> I didn't think we read from the script. I didn't. Are you reading? <laughs> I just. <laughs> so he takes Luke's and Luke has a green lightsaber in this that he had that he had crafted Super just for everybody, everybody, but everybody was thrilled about that green lightsaber. That was a huge deal. Yeah. That he had a new lightsaber, yeah. um, but where did it come from? He built it out of kyber crystals, right? But they—that was all like everybody wondered. Yeah, and then I think Darth Vader says, "Oh, you built," or I think the Emperor references well, it. Oh, he built Vader. No, lightsaber. Vader talks about it because then it says your powers are complete, and then <laughs> the Emperor uh, drops a serious truth bomb later in the mm-hmm. film. Where he, he's got that little cutie resting on his uh, armrest there. He goes, "Yeah, the, the Jedi's weapon." That's and right. Man, yeah, he yeah. Some serious truth. But he he says it disdainfully, like it's like, what is this shit? Because he no one knows that he has lightning powers, you yeah, know. But they he used to have a lightsaber, you know, he, when he was a youngie, you know. So How? yeah, yeah. I anyway. So <clears throat> you know that we didn't talk about this. The Ewoks were preparing to eat Han. Yeah, and he's when he's blowing out the fire, trying to blow out the fire. Yeah, that's so good. That's so cute. But. They were. Do you think that there's like an Ewok that's mad? Like the whole movie. Like when are we gonna eat this guy? Right. Like absolutely. There goes my meal again. You know, like running all around free. When are we gonna hook him back up? Yeah. To the sticks and and put him on fire and then have a hand sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Where they they're getting ready to dig into his body. Yeah. And and eat his flesh. I like the idea of Luke showing up a little late, and then Ewok is picking vest out of its shit. And it looks like and where's Chew- ha- oh, and Chewie got the ring of blood around his mouth. You know, <laughs> well, he was already dead. You know, <laughs> the the ring of blood. <laughs> the, the telltale. I haven't heard those words used in a while together. <laughs> well, yeah, just trying to paint a picture. A matte painting. By the way, the word chew is in his name. It is. I mean, that's a super. <laughs> <laughs> is that from your notes? 
three PO does a double take in this. Did you see that Which part? Um. Well, Han gets an Han gets a hug. So you you talked about three PO telling the story of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He starts talking about the carbonite part, mm-hmm. and an Ewok gives Han a hug during that part, <laughs> <laughs> which is incredible. Yes. But I remember I just wrote this down that the three PO gets a double take, and I think it's when Han is doing does a double take. Han is ordering three PO to do stuff, and he's like, "Tell him this, yeah. you know, tell him we got this, we need this," and he keeps giving orders to three PO, you know, and he and then eventually three three PO does like a double take, like he can't keep up, which is great. Um, let me see. So everybody's trying to turn everybody. That's what's happening with the Luke stuff. Yeah. Luke's trying to turn Darth back to good. Darth and the Emperor trying to turn Lurt to Luke to the dark. And and to his credit, um, the Emperor has his shit on lockdown. You know, the the Death Star actually works. The shield generator base is actually reinforced with troops. You know, there is no shortage of he's he's got redundancies in place to make Luke's day suck. He does. He he has it all he has it all figured out. The only thing that he doesn't account for is that Darth might turn good. Yeah. That's the only thing he hasn't f- factored in. The, the, here's the problem with the emperor is that he doubles down on calling everybody his servant. You know, he's telling Luke, man, you just wait until you're my servant. You're going to, he's overconfident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that is not apprentice sounds, you know, Hey, we're in, a, we're in this together, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, my partner, you know, there's this, you, you know, you're doing some team building, but when you say servant, Luke's like, what the fuck? Well, the other thing he keeps doing is he keeps he's saying, back on the moisture farm all over again. He's showing Luke to look, tell him look out the window, and he's like, "Look, we're killing your friends." He's like, uh, "Oh, you're getting angry. See, that's good. When you get angry, that's good for me. Yeah, because that means you're getting closer to what I want." And so Luke keeps like shying away from it. Like he keeps um, telling Luke, "Oh, it's good. Keep getting angry." Yeah. but he's so overconfident. He knows that no matter what he says you know, how far, far he pushes is still going to happen. He's right. Well, the funny thing is, is what the turns the, you know, what sets him off the most is uh, the, the emperor recreates bigs out of force energy and then kills him again. <laughs> and looks like that's it. I'm going to slice you away. What does make him the angriest? What is the thing that finally gets Luke to try to kill the emperor? Do you remember? What is it? Puts a mirror in front of him. I think I, th- I later at Darth, I think says that if we can't turn you, we're going to turn your sister or something right. like that. And that's what get Luke super yeah, pissed. Yeah. yeah. Then perhaps um, she will. No. Yeah. And then of course, uh, when he sees that Nia Numb is, is leaving his, uh, his, his fingerprints all over the Falcon too. Luke's furious. <laughs> Talk a little bit about old Nia Numb. One of your favorites. Nia Numb uh, is a bizarre, shiny eyed, bloated vagina faced creature. <laughs> That uh, speaks in a Kenyan dialect for some strange reason. And he, and he is, uh, do you remember the actor that plays Nian Num? No. Nun? Nun? N-U-N-B, N-U-N-B, which is ridiculous. It's not Num, but Nun or something. Yeah. So, and he is Lando's co pilot on the Falcon, and he is this crazy looking uh, creature, uh, alien, um, that. Sympathetic though you let you're rooting for both Lando and uh, him to make it, yeah, and to succeed. And then in uh, Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> we see his head has gotten even bigger, and he gets killed. He, I he think. dies, yeah, yeah. But that's not why Luke eventually attacks the Emperor. Yeah, 
You got to love that, that fight between him and Darth. Darth goes screaming down a, a stairway. You know, he has a they have a nice little battle. That's another thing is it must have been hard for Prowse, uh, who's in the obviously he's, the Darth he's not Vader in the suit. suit for the second half of this movie. Who is the stunt the stunt coordinator guy? So well, it's hard to move in that armor because Luke is doing all the work in that lightsaber battle as usual. He's flipping, he's flopping, he's zip zapping, he's doing everything. He's 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 look he's the one that's trained in sword fighting, and Darth is just throwing up blocks. For the yeah, most that's part. not David Prowse; it's the stunt guy in the, in those okay. sequences. But he doesn't look great. But Luke does, and um, and then Luke starts. He really gets mad at the at when Darth threatens Leia, and he hacks his hand off the same hand. That Darth took Except from that. there's no meat, we discover. Mm-mm. That's a bunch of little uh, wires yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah, which which I always suspected. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, yeah. when you when you see that dome coming down over his head, there are mm-hmm. tons of Radio Shack receipts scattered all around that room. Yeah, yeah. He's looking, and he, you know, Darth gets beaten. You know, obviously Luke's more powerful. The Emperor's thrilled. He can't believe that Luke has has lashed out so like just. Uh, in a way that, that, that the emperor predicted, and then what does Luke do? Uh, he stops short. He doesn't destroy his dad. Mm-mm, can't do yep. it. Because that. And what happens? It, the emperor don't like no, that. No, he really doesn't appreciate it. He finds uh, umbrage, and then he fires lightning into the body. <laughs> he fires a lot of lightning into that body. Yeah, both bodies, really, right? Mm-hmm. Well, at first, just Luke. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, uh, I'm going to kill you now. I'm going to make it hurt. Because um, you didn't do what I, I thought, and uh, you know we can't have you on the dark side, so we can't have you alive. Yeah, and so he's gonna he sh- he does he does his little lightning trick all over him. Right. I mean, I like the idea Luke, that the emperor is shooting lightning right into his penis. It's going everywhere. Yeah. It hurts. I mean, Luke isn't loving it. And he's not loving it, but there is a little bit of sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like this is tingling in the right spots. Yeah, and he doesn't say like a little to the left or some right. like some badass right, thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but what happens when that starts going on again, he's, tor- he's really torturing. Luke. Yeah. Vader, Darth- Vader's, he's starting to, you know, well, you see, he's starting to have doubts even on Endor. There's a shot where they, they linger on Darth Vader after their conversation for a minute. You're like, you know, he's mulling that shit over. He's like, yeah. on one hand, I've, I have a disgusting looking guy that calls me his servant. And on the other hand, I have a, a son who loves me. <laughs> now here's the thing. Prowse, we talked about him. He was all bummed out, and I don't blame him. That the big reveal when Darth, when Luke takes the helmet off, and uh, he reveals his father's face to the world finally. Yeah, Prowse thought that was going to be his big moment. He couldn't believe that they would betray him so and cast somebody else. I feel bad for old David Prowse there. I don't. You don't. I know I you really don't. don't. Yeah, but I mean that does suck. I think it's hilarious. Know? It's hilarious. Sebastian Shaw, who needed it. He was, yeah, everybody needed it. Sebastian Shaw on this. Yeah. Um, and uh, certain looking so disappointing. Like, that's exactly who you do not want to see when the helmet comes yeah, off. Yeah, it's Uncle Fester is in Darth Vader's costume all the time. Yeah, I mean, because Darth Vader is like, that is his face. The helmet's his face. When he gets burned at the end, and when they burn his body, they burn him in the Darth Vader suit and, and helmet. And you see his little skull through there for a second. It's cute. But you, yeah, you, when he's getting electrocuted. But he, he, uh, when you take off that's a that's a disappointing reveal. That's maybe the most disappointing reveal in the movie. But also revealing to him that he actually is human, or to the audience that he's human, 
that he's vulnerable. I guess that was a big. He looked exactly like my grandmother. Exactly. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I thought I did a triple take when I saw the movie the first time. I was like, what the fuck is Grandma Little Lamb doing in here? Looks like he got like a little harmonica. Uh, when, you know, like resting right. there. People have done videos. Yeah. Remember the, the, there's a picture of Billy Joel um, where he's playing the harmonica and he, and the people have superimposed the uh, Darth Vader because he looks just like the emperor. No, I didn't see that. I thought I was the first to think of it. No. Um, anyway, so yeah, that we didn't talk about the emperor's death. My kids laughed when he died, which I thought was it's hot. My son, my son. Okay. So here's the thing. My kids laughed when the emperor gets thrown down that long, shaft and he's still flinging lightning around um but then my son cried when darth died really i think because luke was so emotional i think that was it i was like i was i was like um i said i said son a piece of shit just died what's what's happening why are you don't you understand he sucks so i said (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah he wins and then they have the celebration yeah so the celebration obviously is the most is this what you think is the worst defense? No, the worst defense is the uh, Tarzan yell. So the wor- I have a worst, more, much more worse offense. But so they obviously give this celebration, which is always criticized anyway. I think the Ewok celebration, people don't like it. No, because Nub Nub was a great song. They replaced the song they too. Rid of Nub Nub. Yep. But they show these different cities celebrating, and it's these CGI'd, you know, like Phantom Menace looking cities that are celebrating, right? They, didn't they always just keep it to Endor in the original? Yeah. Yeah. Fireworks and stuff. Well, the, what, the act- what bothers Okay, go ahead, please. What bothers me at the end is Hayden Christensen showing up as a force ghost. I don't like it. Yeah. We just saw Sebastian Shaw looking all weird. So you, and he, that's who originally was there, right? That was originally, he was a force yep. ghost in that yep. scene, but they replaced him with this strapping young ha- Hayden Christensen. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work. He force go. He force ghosted. He died and force ghosted himself, handsome and younger. Luke's uh, Lucas's idea was that he wanted to show him before he turned. I guess David Prowse was probably. Can you can you throw me a bone this time? <laughs> the thing that bothered me is obviously they they kept tweaking that because there are are gungans in the celebration sequence. And Hay- Hayden Christensen. So those things were from Attack of the Clones forward, and the special editions yeah. were done before that. So it's very weird that he would do that. Well, he he must have tweaked the Hayden Christensen thing then much later. Then right, yeah. he did that. He kept tweak. Wonder if he's still tweaking in his old well, uh, house these he days. Yeah, he doesn't own it anymore. So it's the great. The still. great thing is, I remember when the special editions happened. And the Return of the Jedi celebration, the one thing we were excited about was, hey, we're going to finally see Coruscant. That was yeah. supposed to be like you know, the famous Jedi city. And then, of course, we saw it. And then we should have ran. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me look over my notes here. We got Wedge. We didn't mention Wedge coming back. Yeah, who gives a fuck? And he's all celebrating at the end. Um, let me see here. You know, Luke gets a smile from Vader, which is cute at the end. Gets a little. You know, who um, we don't see celebrating, if I'm not mistaken. Sourpuss hmm. Mon Mothma. No way she can cut a <laughs> smile into this life of hers. She doesn't. She's doing paperwork. She's not at the celebration. Yeah. She's doing the reports. Um, I love that that uh, 
Luke is basically Bartleby, Bartleby the Scrivener. Remember that story? Mm-hmm. At the he, how many times he say, "I will not fight you." Yeah, <laughs> I will not fight you. Um, over and over. What uh, they, what and then you know, doing? oh, he well, he does fight him, but then he doesn't. Um, <clears throat> Han is like, "Hey, look, you like Luke? I get it. You can fuck. Him. I'll back yeah. off." But I like how he gets his mind, his last, you know, Harrison Ford's last acting challenge in this really is him getting his mind blown by something that everybody else found out already, yeah. you know, which is great. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's funny because Leia shows Han, how she tells him is she shows him a, a connect four box and it's a, it's them as kids. Luke tosses the lightsaber in this neck. Remember, everybody got mad about Last Jedi when he tosses the light. He tosses the lightsaber in this yeah, as well. Yeah, he discards it when the Emperor mm-hmm. threatens him. Yeah, he, yeah, he ends up needing it. <laughs> you think it's not so good? Huh? Is your least favorite? It is now for, and not for the Ewok. It was. I think it's because uh, it's it's a it's a up until the end when it really works when it's really humming. It's 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 just disproportionately put together and it doesn't feel. It just doesn't feel the same to me. And it's it's part of the curse of being the last in an arc. You know, you, you have to tie everything up and all that. So it's not really its fault necessarily. It just, it feels a little haphazard in the way it's it's been conceived. Well, Kazda, so there was a, I was reading the trivia and Lucas at one point suggested that, that Luke put on Vader's helmet at the end. That's how they would end it. And, uh, which is, it would be terrible. Um, and that's what Kazan was all into it. He thought that's how it should end. Um, yeah. Maybe thinking that they'd make more movies that way or something. But oh, oh <clears throat> his head's not in it. Okay. <sighs> and then you know Harrison Ford famously wanted to be killed in this movie. Where where would that happen? Um, sex. Like he, she would like. <laughs> and they said that the only reason that he didn't get killed is because Lucas wanted to sell action figures, but you know, I, I, did he not remember that they sold an action figure of the dead Tauntaun? Exactly. Yeah. So his excuse does not ring true to me yeah. or his, uh, his, uh, I'll tell you what, I didn't know about Viking funerals when I was in, in 1983. So with mm-hmm. these burning Vader's body that tore me up, it's like, is he dead already? What do you, in, why would they do yeah, it? Like that's gross. <laughs> Plus he had a neat costume. Like, why are you burning those awesome clothes? And did did they have? Did you did you have the addition? I watched the extended when the Ewoks start snacking. They they finally get their roasted human. No, I missed that. But they're picking wires out of their teeth. Yeah, they're like this is what they taste like. <laughs> and and it's sort of good. It's got a, and it's got a, he's got electrical burns on the skin he does have. And then Chewie's got a ring of blood around his. <laughs> So let's do the work. <laughs> they, they finally subtitle the Ewoks at the end. Okay. They would have Wicked saying, barbecue tonight, boys. And then Chirpa goes, <laughs> Gunda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they eat old, uh, they even eat the harmonica, Nick. Yeah. All right, yeah, do the work. Yeah, I mean, so you're at the tattoo parlor. Uh, your body is covered in swashed 
you uh, you know this this gaunt bald guy looks up from his fucking Marilyn Manson photo book and says, "What you want on your body?" You know, mm-hmm. so you got to figure it out. I just I adopt for the full body tattoo. I think. And just, you know, at least my torso and back, mm-hmm. you know, the whole area and just get the color of Leia's poncho. Those colors. Camo, yeah. Yeah. But just on me, just on my skin, you know, it's gross. It's a yeah. lot of work too. The- green, white, and brown, yeah. I think. Is that correct? I, maybe. What do you think of Leia, Leia's hat in this or her helmet? I like it as much as Wicket does. He does like it. Not around. at first. He's offended by it originally. <laughs> He tries. He, he gets his spear and he starts growling at it. <laughs> we are cutting deep. Yeah, we're not afraid to go. Yeah, there, uh, you know. Um, yeah. On the middle of my forehead, uh, I've got that Ewok horn. The little Ewok, uh, you know, the horn that says a all all points bulletin horn. Their yeah. Amber Alert horn. Yeah, that's what I've got. I've got that on my forehead. And people are like, oh, you like the Vikings? No, no. Oh, you're d- the Dark Tower? You're a huge Roland uh, Gilead fan? No, no. Ewok. And then they Keep and then they beat the living yeah. shit out of me right there in the street. <laughs> your body has been inserted into the, the, the narrative of Return of the Jedi. What mm-hmm. shape does your performance take? I would be this uh, in Jabba's palace. I'd be the sound guy during Jedi Rocks. <laughs> Working the board? Yeah, just making sure everything's coming through clear. Headphones, like holding one headphone. Like a know, DJ, I guess. Yeah. Giving thumbs up to Sai Snoodles yeah. or whatever her name is. And, um, you know, kind of rocking to the beat, yeah. like, you know, like bobbing my head, like this is this is magic. Yeah. This is good. This is a good set, guys. Yeah. I think you like Dan Aykroyd in the We Are the World video. You know, really holding those headphones hard. I get it. I, yeah, I mean, and I think it would add a little re- realism. Yeah, I might think yeah. at the key. It, what do they have those those boards like the yeah, soundboard? Soundboards at the you know with all the knobs yeah. and stuff. And maybe for for Jedi, it could have been it just could have been you know four times the size with all different buttons right. and levers. Just making sure you knew it was a sci-fi version of of the thing that you already know, right? You know, and I can maybe have instead of two arms, three. Three right, arms. so that you can work all the knobs mm-hmm. and stuff, and yes, exactly. and then of course you ha- at the after after the concert you hand slide uh, a little mixtape that you put together, and hopes and hopes of getting those little lips around you. Well, I hope she would kiss me on the cheek at least. She could, she could from across the room. She could, yeah. Some DSLs um, though, you know what I'm saying? She's got like monster plantation dick suckins. So I'm like John. <laughs> I'm like uh, John Jarrett. I'm on Endor. <laughs> I'm a humanoid uh, who lives on Endor, like lives in the forest, roams the forest like John Jarrett. And I am, I am in there, and uh, I tell people who John Jarrett uh, he is. He played Mick in uh, in Wolf Creek, uh, mm-hmm. and I am camouflage. I'm like Rambo. There's tricks everywhere. I've, I'm like hidden. I've got you know all sorts of things, and I love Ewok food. You know, I am, I, what I do is I, I apprehend them via one of my traps and I, I skin them alive and have super sex with them. And then I, I eat them slowly while they die. You know, like I'm, I'm just really having a day with them, you know? Sure. So, you know, somebody's like, Hey, has somebody seen Smirmish? No, Smirmish 
Last time I saw him, he was going out to the rock, you know, pile to get some rock. And then Jarrett, my guy, shows up and instantly has sex with them to death. Smurmish? <laughs> yeah. I slaughter them and then I eat them. That's what I do to Ewoks. And so when Han and Leia show up, I think these are people that are, you know, Confederates. You know, they're like, you think about like, the, the, I'm like the predator. And then when the other predators show up, you know? So uh, my guy just, you know, he's furious. And, and what happens is they, the body count uh, from the battle of the shield generator ends up being a lot higher than people suspected. Yeah. Uh, and they can't find any, you know, they can't find any sign of foul play. And then later on in the, you know, during the, the events that follow return of the Jedi, they see that my man is extremely fat. Yeah. He's been eating well. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's fine. I mean, I think it sounds like I'm surprised they didn't have a, a serial killer in this movie at, at some point. Well, and the thing too is think about all the all the stormtrooper bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, scout scout troopers have been thrown into trees. Yeah, they've fallen off speeder bikes. Nobody's claimed those corpses. Till now. Yeah. You want to talk about a uh what do you call it? A, a ceiling bodies? I have one of those. A mosaic a mosaic of ceiling bodies. A mosaic of stormtrooper scout. Yeah, yeah scout troopers. Yeah. Of course. Mixed with Ewok. Right, right. You eat the whole. I mean, it's, I know I'm getting a little too deep into the character. Did you eat the whole uh, e- e- Ewok, or do you repurpose parts of their bodies for other? The tastiest things, like part of jewelry is their little nose, their little button nose. The, huh? that's the yummiest part yeah. of an Ewok is the nose. Is their sniffer, yeah. It's like it's it's like a maraschino cherry in your mouth. Pops. It's got a nice bite. You know, mouth feels rock solid, and it just goes down sweet and smooth. Yeah, and their bones. And they, the bones of an Ewok are actually they're like. Uh, you could crunch them like a like a soft shell crab. All right, so you uh you have been given the financing to create your own Star Wars: Return of the Jedi uh, related venture. Oh, like a business yeah. or a, a toy? Yeah. Right. Oh my God! Did they make a figure of three PO in a wooden chair? Yes, they did. Yes. Damn it! All right, so you know, okay, I have a hummingbird feeder out here, right? You know, mm-hmm. so I, I I fill it and I put it out there and just wait for them to show up great mm-hmm. so what i've i'm building some of so my products would be sort of like that it is a a very special it's a special it's a ghost attractant log you, you like leave it in your yard it's an attractant log and then what it does is ghosts will come sit on it <laughs> you know so what'll happen is you know if a ghost is in the area it's compelled to sit there and have a sojourn you know so the so you just you, you camp out in your yard and you're just waiting to see a ghost come sit down so it's like a cute little it's like a little ghost attractant. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it comes, you know, during the off season when the ghosts aren't around, you put a, they have a, a translucent Kenobi that you put on there. It's kind of neat. Yeah. And Alec Guinness, as much as he hated Star Wars, was happy to do a life cast for that. Like <laughs> the world. When did Alec Guinness pass away? Do you know when he passed on? He died not too long after. He died in the 80s, I believe. Did yeah. he? Hating, he hating, hating Star Wars. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't. I don't have time for his grump. You know, it's it's like kill be yourself. I'm I'm wrong. He died the year two thousand. Did he really? That far? I think he was. Was he in? Was he in a horror film like in the nineties? Do you remember like that one that was about like a snuff film? It was actually kind of a good movie about an actress was or the character was deaf. Do you remember that movie? No. It's actually kind of good. I think he might have been in that. Alec Guinness. Yeah, you known for Star Wars, by the way. I'm sure he loved that. Kind Hearts and Coronets is a great movie. Um, mute Witness. Yeah, that's he's in that. Do you remember that I movie? Don't. She was mute. I guess not. Deaf. 
It's actually kind of a good movie that I remember. I might, maybe not so hot. Who was it? Upon revisit. I direct, directed by Anthony Waller. What did he, what did he do after that? No, oh God, I think he did the American werewolf in Paris. Did he do it? Yes. Oh, yeesh, yeesh. But mute witness is pretty good. I don't remember it at all. And do you want to put a number to it or come on, let's put it on there. It's actually kind of a good movie. That's what scares me. Let me look here. <clears throat> I remember this poster. God, this poster, this video, this is the video store staring me down all the time and I ignored it. Yeah, you would like that movie. Or, I mean, maybe it's not good anymore, but it was good at the time. 25 years old now. Right, well, 183. I'm just happy you didn't take the other one. What do you mean? American War from Paris. Oh, too, no, that'll happen. You know, it'll happen before Boondock, I'll tell you that. Don't take it. Don't put it. Don't commit it to no, number because that we then we have to watch. No, that's 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 yeah. That's like watching, it's a rough it's like watching the ring tape. Yeah. What business would I? I was trying to think of like a dating app, an Uber Eats type thing. Could we have? I mean, I, I'm just gonna. I'll just do this. This is awful, but I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know? Pin the tail on the donkey, right? Type game for birthday parties. We'll pin the you know spin kids around and pin. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Pin the hand on C-3PO's mouth box. And so you, and then, then you know, you'd spin the, you hand them either, it'd be Leia's hand, right. Han's hand, Luke's hand, Bib. Jabba's tail, yeah. R2's glider thing, yeah. whatever his little, anything, you know, you'd have different, different things that would fit over his mouth to shut him up uh, for parties, yeah. for kids' parties. I think that actually might be a great idea now that I'm yeah. saying it out loud. And, you know, pin, pin the, you know, whatever random hand over C-3PO's mouth box. I like it. Yeah. It looked like um, the Mute Witness cover, actually, sort of. By the way, R2 also zipping through the woods like he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he, like his technology is insane. Yeah. His rollers are great. Yeah. Like, whatever he's, he's doing. He's got a little buzzsaw in this movie. Yeah, whoever designed his uh, feet. Nailed uh, it. Yeah. It just, just like, he, he, he snow, sand, woods. Yeah. You know, dirt. Yeah. I mean, does he does he operate? I mean, in, 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 you know, like the slick floors of, of a spaceship. Yeah. What throws him? What what can't he do? Like what what is it, underwater? Like what is what what throws him off? I yeah. wonder. Yeah. Uh, getting into the handicap stall is one thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. sequel. You've been tasked with doing a sequel to Empire Strikes Back. I wish that or Return of the Jedi. I wish that they did a sequel to this movie. Yeah. I mean, they eventually did a long time later, but... So dig this. The Rancor was a girl, right? And with mm-hmm. child. So... Oh, God. Who's child? Uh, oof. So Malakili... You know, though. Malakili, Malakili. Yeah, he pon- ponies up to it. He hears a whimpering inside the dead stomach of the Rancor. Mm-hmm. So he's like, shit, man. Uh, she ha- She's with child. And I don't know if you know this, a baby Rancor is called a fawn. So he digs that fawn out of uh, the vagina of the dead uh, rancor, digs it out with both hands. And the Mm -hmm. vagina of the rancor is sweet. Um, So he pulls that thing out. It's adorable. And so the sequel follows its ascent. Apparently, they're they're a docile species. That one was terrorized into doing the things it did. Sweet little creep. Uh, This little... This little Bambino is just rising up through the ranks, you know, kind of learning the trade. Just a sweet little rocket. And uh, we just, it's basically a coming of age story for this, 
this uh, motherless fucking rancor. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, Ed Norton's involved. That's <laughs> Tourette's. It's so cute. So cute. It sounds yeah. cute, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it works in the carnival circuit. It does all sorts of weird shit. And at the end... Right. You know, it's it 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 becomes uh, a, a very oct- it's an octogenarian rancor, little bifocal sitting by the fire, you know, telling telling its its own fawn's story about mm-hmm. how its its mother was a straight cunt. Oh my god, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would it? Why would he have such a low opinion? And such a horribly sexist opinion. <laughs> uh, the thing, the his, funny thing is, is the film is G-rated. And that's how it ends. Credits roll right after that. She tricked yeah. everybody. I I guess I would follow. I This is actually a great idea. As the Emperor gets tossed down this huge shaft by Darth Vader to stop hurting his son. Right. And the camera link, it shows the Emperor plummeting to his doom. Right. You know, spark and lightning, you know, trying to cling on to whatever. But good for him, just like Luke in Empire, he just lands on a slidey thing and zips over to like an antenna and clings on to that. Like, you know, this is the Death Star, so it's a little bit worrisome. It's in outer space, but let's just say there's like a little bubble around that thing, an air pocket. Who knows? I don't know how space works. Mm -hmm. And he's down on hanging off this antenna going, that did not go to plan. I was incorrect, but I, at least I'm alive. Yeah. And um, and so then he catches a ride with a, like a spaceship. Who could be in there? A naked boosh. Oh, that's, yeah, naked boosh. Yeah. yeah. Looking for revenge, sees the emperor there and goes, look, we have a common enemy here. Yeah. The rebels took my clothes. They took your, um, they took your dignity yeah. and your plan. And let's get out of here before they wreck this Death Star, which they're about to do. Yeah. So then they go, and that's that's how the emperor starts concocting his plan for you know thirty five years like later. I like the idea of a series of palps and naked bush, or naked bush. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which one is it? <laughs> naked bush. Naked. <laughs> I'm listening. A, a bare ass bush riding around the galaxy with palps in tow. Right, like they partner yeah. up. And then, and then, you know, the the thing is, like, Bush has got him in a spaceship, you know, the the Krevlar Nine, yeah. and he's either zipping around, and and the Emperor's bummed out, like he's super bummed, like he's he's just lost all confidence, uh, he's just laid low, like he's like, I, you know, my life's not worth living, and Bush is like pumping him up, like he's like, look, it's not that bad, you still got powers. Yeah, the funny thing is, we could we could rebound at the end of the sixth film in the saga. Palp says, by the way, you, you know you could buy more clothes. <laughs> Maybe get some clothes. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's just him and Boosh ping-ponging around the galaxy. Like, why not? You know, and then that explains, it gives a little backstory of why he's still around when Rise of the Skywalker. I like the idea of Palps being like super Palps grumpy and not know how to channel his rage. And uh, so naked Boosh is like going to the back of the spaceship and Palps looks back and goes, I get it. I've seen the outer rim. I get it. Put some Put goddamn shorts robe. on. For- robe. Robe. Robe up. <laughs> yeah, maybe he does like a mind trick. He keeps trying to get him to dress. Yeah. 
and it doesn't work. Like that's how much he is. He's depowered. Like he's just, his powers don't work yeah. anymore. Like I can't even get this bounty hunter to like put on under. And then he realizes that, uh, you know, Yoda's fourth ghost left behind some clothes. So that the, the seventh film is them going to Dagobah to pick up Yoda's clothes. And then, yeah. uh, so Boosh is in super tight negligence. Like Yoda's shit is super tight on him. You know, like a cute little midriff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, like sh- like super tight shorts, uh, you know. But, you know, still pretty hot. Pretty sexy. And, and, and Palps is electrocuting him all the time just for shits, you know, to keep his skills up. <laughs> I like it. Um, I know. He's coming back. He's like, he's slowly gathering his uh, confidence yeah. back, you know. Uh, but, you know, it works, probably works. Where could he work for a while? Who, Palps? Or the you know, yeah. Palpatine. Oh, yeah. Like, where would he, you know, Emperor, where would he work? Like, after he's, you know, he's not dead. He looks like a hundred or a thousand years old. It looks, it looks bad. Where, cause you think he's working like at a, I don't know, like a Home Depot. What's the Star Wars Home Depot or uh, Lowe's? Home Threepo. No, I think, I think that he's probably, you know, I, I'd like, if he has to work for a living, I'm sure he's probably um, doing something beneath his standing. So he's working, mm. you know, maybe he's at, you know, how like Uncle Putt had that little, kiosk you know so he's got a little yes. kiosk on some from faraway land you know working with mm-hmm. the to trash junk you know, trash trade and all that kind of stuff yeah and and he's telling stories like i used to roll the galaxy i used to have servants uh i had a super you know decked out ride called the executor i believe it was called or executor oh wow and they're like yeah whatever uh that'll be four <laughs> portions you know <laughs> yeah he just yeah, he's all bummed out because he. Yeah, he's like, I used to, I used to. No one believes him because he's like a thousand years old. You're right; he looks ridiculous. Yeah. But he's a, then he starts accumulating power sometime somehow. Yeah. Now, in the Rise of Skywalker, was this a clone of the Emperor? Like, what what was going Nobody on? Nobody cares. Um, so, lastly, you're on an island. Right. You have accumulated assorted debris throughout the years. I mean, this place is decked out. It's indicative. It's a, a reflection of you, really. So what yeah. would you take from Return of the Jedi for your for your special place? Do you know that what I would take, and I think this is maybe the best thing I've ever taken to my island, is that Luke, at one point on Endor, he gets his lightsaber out and chunks off a piece of the, of the um, whatever, what do they call those, the bikes? What are those? It's the speeder bike. Speeder bike. He chunks off the tip of it. Yeah. Right, you remember? Yeah. You know, slices it. I would use that as my back scratcher. I'd take that tip. That I would take that to my island, and use it as a back scratcher because it looked it looked like it could get the job yeah. done. Lots of angles there, lots of sharp, but not too sharp angle. You know, not yeah. it's not like a knife knife sharp, but it's just looks like it's something that you could use. And you're, I mean, let's face it, you're on an island. You're in an itch. Mm-hmm. That's I don't have anything like that on the island. I mean, you could probably get a stick to work for you. Yeah, but uh, I'd I'd rather use that. I I kind of had my. I was thinking about. Admiral Akbar's chair. It mm-hmm. is awesome. He's got a really cool chair that he rests on. It's it's, yeah. it's really ergonomic. It looks comfortable. It's it moves around. You can actually slide around, touch a ver- variety of things. And I really was thinking about taking that, but I'm going to take that dead Ewok, <laughs> the one who gets mourned on screen uh, when he gets d- destroyed by blaster fire. I don't have a mm-hmm. body pillow yet. I mean, that thing is it's cuddly. It's soft. It's uh, lifeless. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's punctured. Well, John Jarrett's gonna be mad. <laughs> so yeah, I got that little sweetie. Uh, just, I am humping. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm cuddling that thing at night. So, <laughs> so nice, keeping me warm. You know, like cradle. It's it is yeah, definitely the, the Yoko Ono. 
<laughs> yeah. Now, did you, you took last episode, you took Luke's hand. Did you not want to take Darth's? No, hand? no, no. Did you think even think about it? I, I, I honestly didn't because I don't even think of it. I don't even consider that a hand. It, it is it's a hand. like a dual shot controller, really. I mean, it's like, it's just an apparatus. There's no life to it. You know, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't feel pain. You know, it can't be, it can't be brought to feel pain. Does so Luke, you think it's qualified for my arm? You think it's something that Luke burns with his dad's body? Does he throw the hand oh, or at what, last minute and toss the hand on him? That's the starter for the fire. Don't don't forget this and 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 R two launches the hand at the already burning body. <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of R two launching it towards it. That's pretty cute. He looks looks uh, like stuffing the hand into R 2s head, and R 2s like, "What the fuck?" And looks like, "Don't worry, this will make sense. <laughs> this will make sense later." Yeah. Well. Anyway, so that's what oh, you'd take. It'd be great, huh? though, actually, if, if uh, Luke is burning Vader and R2 shoots that thing onto the fire and looks like, not for this! I didn't need it for this! It actually, he was going to use it to unlock a secret door on a ship. <laughs> R2 shot it into the fire. By the way, Luke, we didn't talk about his, after, right before the Death Star blows up, right before uh, Lando lands a shot or whatever and gets, you know, uh, you know they, they get out of there. Um Luke escapes quick. Like he gets out of there just in the nick of time. Like he's just, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Han's like, you know, I hope Luke wasn't, I don't think Luke was blown up in that thing. And Leia knows because she's. Yeah, force sensitive. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he carried a big old body with him. And then Han said, why is uh, R2 getting loaded up with a hand? And why is Luke smashing his dick while watching his father burn? He's like, a rhetorical question.
a lover, but now it's a fighter. It slept on your lap, but now its eyes burn bright red. Say goodbye, say goodbye for forever, cause there's only one winner, and the smart money's on the Silence to set it in motion To spill your devotion